You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. One of the most common posts you'll see on a mother's group social media account are complaints about partners who aren't pulling their weight. And it's something that I see backed up anecdotally among friends and families. Of course, this breeds resentment. And given that it's the sort of thing that bubbles on seemingly for years, I feel like it's a really big issue that we're not talking about. So how, if your partner isn't doing their fair share, do you even up the balance? Ginny Lindsay is a psychotherapist and couples counsellor at From Two to Three, and she has some tips for us on how we can do this. Hi, Ginny. How are you? Good morning. I'm well, thank you. How common is this in the couples that you see? This is one of the most common problems in marriage, and it's second money. Yeah, right. Yes. So So financial problems first, then people not doing their fair share. Yes. Uh, Or, yeah, they'd be fairly like the the money one is only just above, but they're fairly evenly matched. (laughs) It is is common. Very, very common. So um, when I said in the introduction here that I see this on uh, mothers' Mm. groups, is this something that you see couples just have different perspectives on? So a a mum might say... He's not pulling his weight. And mm. the dad's like, I'm pulling my weight. She's not pulling her weight. Yeah. Or is it fairly obvious where the unevenness lies? No, I think they can have through their own what I call lenses, um, through how they see it. They may feel that they're actually pulling their weight. But through the other partner's eyes, they're not And again, it comes down to expectations and it comes down to roles of what you feel the role is that your partner should be doing. And often, more often than not, these are conversations that haven't actually been had between the couple. And so they can have issues more regarding to parenting or childhood responsibilities or really just general domestic duties around the house. So it's quite wide and varied as to where it plays out. I mean, one of the things that really gets my goat is when I hear girlfriends say something like, I know they've been doing double drop-off, they've been working, they've come home, they've done dinner, and then their partner says, I'm going to go out or I'm not going to put the kids to bed tonight because yeah. I'm tired. And it, it's almost like a, like you say, it's like an expectation yeah. that they'll do it because they've always done it. Mm. And I think, how can you keep going like that? Yeah. Because in that case, when I can see everything that my friend is doing, yeah. I'm like, surely you're going to break at some point. Yeah. And that's the thing, that unless we speak up, and women aren't very good at actually asking for help, we make subtle suggestions <laughs> and we, you know, we, we sort of, we don't actually ask for our needs to be met. So the guy doesn't often pick it up. We just slide it in on the side. Oh, I've got to do this, this and this. So the guy goes, oh, okay, she's okay because she's not asking where if we ask them directly, you know, I need some help with this and this, where are you at today? Can you help me with that? There's more to negotiate with, but tends what happens is because we don't ask and we do it much more subtly, that's when the resentments start to build. Are we getting resentment because we're like, I've told him a thousand times I need help. Yes, or, but they haven't actually communicated it quite right. 
clearly. Right. So it's a two-way. It's sort of like she needs to ask, but he also needs to listen. And actually, so I think the first thing is you need to sort of sit down and assess where, where do we see the differences in um, where we feel our partner isn't pulling their weight. And I think, have you had the conversations about two parts, really about who does what? So that comes into roles as to what's her role, what's his role. So who does what and how each of you can help and support each other. So if she's got a lot on and they can see that this is a heavy week coming up, then that they're the two sort of conversations that really need to happen. And I think a lot of the time the conversations aren't had. So he's quite unaware of the effect that that's having on her and sort of takes it as part of, well, that's part of being the stay-at-home mum. And I think she feels often taken for granted and she doesn't feel appreciated for actually, I mean, it's a relentless job. Being a mum or being a stay-at-home dad, either way, the person who stayed at home is relentless. So I think it's really sort of sitting down and, and asking those who does what and how you each can help each other to lighten the load. And often then what comes out through those conversations is the expectations. And that can be quite interesting because that reveals quite a lot as to what the other partner really didn't have an idea about. So through discussing then, you will find that there's going to be differences. So it's then trying to find a common ground that the two of you can meet. But I think it's also being realistic that you're not going to be aligned on everything. So it's going to be what are the ones that we can find a common ground on and what are the ones that we're not and what do we then do with those? But at least you've raised the conversation rather than sitting there and sucking it up, which a lot of people do. The resentments, which are the little stones, the little pebbles, they start to turn into bigger things. And then before long, something that's innocently being done is getting a side slap and it doesn't deserve the side slap because it deserves to what's not being done over here but not being dealt with. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Ginny Lindsay, who's a psychotherapist and counsellor at From Two to Three. We're talking about when your partner doesn't pull their weight. Ginny, one of the things you mentioned there that mm. is obviously the most important thing is to have a conversation. Yes. Um, if we're not used to talking like this about yeah. the things that bother us, mm. do you have any tips on how to do it? Like, I know this sounds really silly, but... Where where would you be? Do you make a time for it? Yeah. You know, do you go out for a coffee? How do you do it? Because I know that sometimes when I try to talk to my husband mm. about things that are, are bugging me, mm. it's often when I, f I feel like if I don't say it now, I'll never get the chance. Exactly. And it's thrown over the kid's head yes. as I'm running into the laundry or whatever, you yes. know. And I think the thing is often for the person who's feeling this frustration, um, it's building up in us. So we're hot. But the other person is cold. And I think that's to acknowledge that, first of all, that we need to set it up that if we're going to make it as a throwaway comment, which is coming out of frustration, therefore shown often as reactive or anger, 
we're not going to get the sort of response that we're really wanting, which is to be heard, which is to be validated, acknowledged, and to get that appreciation. So we have to probably go, I'm feeling really frustrated, so I need to be able to communicate this, but I don't... I, I, you, number one, don't do it when you're reactive, a golden rule, because if you wanted to fail, that'll fail. So it's sort of going, okay, I'm really feeling this frustration. If I say it now, I'm just going to inflame it. So it is setting it up. It's sort of going and, and it would be saying to your partner, we've never had a conversation about different responsibilities and different roles and talking from the I. So it's not you're doing this, this, and this, which is criticism, judgment, blame. You'll get a reaction. So if you can talk from the I and be able to say, I feel I'm doing this, this, and this, and I'm starting to feel really tired and starting to feel really resentful, I think it would be a good idea if we sat down and just talked about the different roles that we're playing. So if there's a better way we can support each other and to be able to work out who does what, because at the moment it's not working for me, you're owning the whole conversation and your partner isn't feeling the judgment, the blame, the criticizing. So he will not want to see you suffer. So he will then step forward and meet you. So you're going to get a much better response if you set it up. So then when you set, you've you put forward out your need to have that, then you want to say, we need to set a time. So it's given a time. Let's put away about an hour. And you actually set it up. So when you're coming together, it's constructive it's not reactive. So these sort of conversations are really, really important to have. And if you can, get a babysitter. <laughs> yeah, don't, do it away from the kids. Yeah. So you're not going to be distracted. But the other thing I think is before you have this conversation is you've got to look at your own behavior in this. And you've got to sort of take on about how much am I sending negative signals? How much am I controlling? How much am I criticizing that could be potentially pushing him away from wanting to do the tasks? You have to also own your way of being with your partner because if you're coming from that response, he's not going to want to step in and help. And when he steps in, I'm doing it wrong. So why bother? So there is a duality here. It's sort of like, what are your expectations? How am I behaving in relationship to my partner? Am I drawing him closer or am I pushing him away? And then having the conversation together about what are the roles and how you can support each other to lighten the load. It's a big topic. It's huge. I often (laughs) wonder if the reason why my partner and I co-parent well when I say well, is it that we share it? We definitely have conflict. We're not, we're not perfect. But I wonder if I don't have the problem of him not pulling his weight because we've shared both roles. So there's mm. been times when I've been at home. There's been times when he's been at home. Yeah. And there's been times when we've both worked. Yeah. So he knows what it's like mm. for me at witching hour when he's got to be away for work. And is that part of the picture that sometimes the partner who's not pulling their weight just doesn't know what it's like. They they just don't know what it's like. And I don't see how they could know what it's like because they're just going to work into into their own world of what they know. So 
we can't expect them to know unless we communicate really what's going on for us. Can't we just design a work swap? <laughs> so mums get a week, I don't know, in Bali. Yeah. And then dads can stay home and look after the take a week off work and look after the kids. Yeah, so I think <laughs> I think what it is a good idea is if the women we need to be able to relinquish. We need to be able to step away and create some space for the guys to be able to step into. Because if we do it all, then they're never going to learn. And the other thing is, if they do it their way, then is there anything actually wrong as long as the job gets done? Now, that's very hard for the perfectionists. I know. (laughs) But we can't have it all. So we have to create some space so the guys can step in. And the best thing probably is to go away, to go and do a yoga or a swim or a walk or a coffee with girlfriends and not even be around where you don't even see him doing it. But he will get a sense if you start leaving him with the baby about what it is. But we have to give him the space to step into to do that. And that's, again, looking at our part as the woman in it. Are we giving him that space to step into? Because he won't know unless he tries. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. This is a big topic. We better wind it up or we'll talk all afternoon. (laughs) Ginny, thank you so much for your time today. Pleasure. That's Ginny Lindsay. She's a psychotherapist and counsellor at From 2 to 3, and we'll put links up to her website later this afternoon. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible, and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.